Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Hinkey, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. Hello, hello. Good to have you guys over here. Part two of my conversation with Dustin Ribka, former promoter and professional partier turned podcast host and half reluctant, half curious self help enthusiast. <laughs> we have been having a really open, honest, humorous, multi-layered, nuanced, textured, all words I used in the intro on part one conversation. And I think the second half is actually my absolute favorite. We get to the crooks of some of the things and we highlight deep questions that we were both thinking about long after the conversation ended that I believe will also prompt questions for all of you. So I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to let you get back to the conversation. But if you are dropping in on this and you have not heard part one, please go back. Uh, Both parts of this conversation are available as of today. So go back to part one. You do not want to miss it. It kind of sets the stage for everything we're about to dive into And without further ado, I give you more of Mr. Dustin Ribka. Every time I talk to you, Dustin, like I just, (laughs) I feel like, no, I feel like you're so you are so open and you're so willing to say things that might not be, you know, you're like, it might not, this might not be PC. This might not be, sure. but I, I feel like the curiosity, the genuine interest and in things that I always feel from you. Like, I feel like you're, you really are. You're not out here just making these statements to be like, cool. Like you're like, I'm just trying to fucking figure this out. I'm exploring it. And so like, I am not trying to therapize you. Like I am literally just really curious about if because even that's another thing. Like I always pay attention when somebody says, um, you know, in, in somatic therapy. And even though I just said, I'm not therapizing you, I'm not, but in my training, something that we look for, cause we're looking for the difference between cognitive story, like what we're saying and the story that's being told over and over. And then what your like body is telling what your nervous system is telling. Right. So we're trained to look for 
repetition. That's, that's a cycle. That's a circle. And so even the words you choose to use and things you choose to say over and over and over about being a mess and like even the desire for your guests and people who you talk to, to make you bleed. Like how many times have you said you want to be made to bleed already? Like probably six, like a lot. Right. And I'm so interested in because something I've noticed in listening to the stories that come out when you're talking and stuff, which I, which I think is great is that often you use certain words that maybe I would never use, but I think the meaning underneath of them is really honest and written is really beautiful a lot of the time. So even when you were talking about like, you know, not being afraid to be an idiot and all these things. I'm like, I think, I mean, what I would say instead of being an idiot is the, <laughs> in the context you're using it, like you are talking about having that childlike curiosity and being humble enough to like expose yourself to learning and to being taught and not being so fucking on your high horse that nobody can't tell you anything. And you would rather someone think you're an idiot and give you a lot of information, then you cut yourself off from learning as much as you can by posing yourself as somebody who knows more. Yeah. Right. And so when you're talking about, you know, being made to bleed and even that statement you just made about, I would rather it be like painful and interesting and real there. I feel like there's an association that's being made. And I think this, and I, I think this is something that a lot of men deal with. There is an, there is an association between like glory, pain, and realness, right? Where you are right now. And in that statement, like you are assuming that the realest, most interesting things in life are painful. And I have had experiences lived experiences that would prove otherwise. Like, yes, there are a lot of very interesting, very real things that are fucking painful. Childbirth is one of them, but then there's also the kind of joy that will move you to absolute like disgusting, messy, snotty tears. And that is not physically painful at all. And in fact, there is this kind of overwhelming, you know, a like ecstatic, orgasmic, sensational feeling that happens in the body. And that can be the most real thing that you've like ever experienced. And so I'm curious if you have thoughts, reflections, um, on any of that. And if you are like addicted to pain a little bit, or if that's the thing that feels the most comfortable for you is being really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. So first of all, feel free if you want to therapize. Am I saying, am I saying that correctly? Sure, it's a yeah. new therapize. I don't know. I, yeah. I, just, I don't know if that's official term. I just, <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> Kristen, of doing therapy on someone therapy. Yeah, sure. Facilitate. I'm not facilitating you. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if you want to go in, in and out of whatever, whatever you want to do, I think we should do it because I signed up for this. I will be open with you. I, I love being here. Um, so that's first and foremost, like just feel free to do whatever you want to do. This is your show. Um, I, again, you know, um, I think well, it's, the thing I, is like, I don't, I don't go for the jugular on my show. Like my show sure. is created to be a safe space where you can talk about real things without feeling like you have to put on an act or use a cover or defend yourself. Like it's supposed to be safe enough that I could ask you a very pointed question and you wouldn't feel the need to be defensive or get shitty or come back with like a snide kind of witty quip. Like, 
I love yeah. it and quips, but that's not needed because sure. this is just a mutual space of curious exchange. Like I'm not in here to make you uncomfortable or attack you or, you know, cause I, I don't need to do that to get interesting stuff. Like you have already been incredibly interesting, right? <laughs> like it's never my desire to take someone and lead them by the hand into the vortex of their trauma on air. Like that's not really my style. <laughs> like I'm happy to, <laughs> to facilitate and support that kind of stuff. But like, I'm, I'm not here to make anybody bleed. I am curious about yeah. your, your interest and your like constant request to be made to bleed. Yeah. Well, I think there's probably someone, uh, in their car listening to this right now it's like this guy what's wrong with him or whatever or whatever but we'll let that pass. don't worry about them we're just talking about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> let they'll, that pass. Let they'll, that pass. they'll come back they'll come back <laughs> um so i think there's many interesting things happening right um i think one we don't at least me, right? Like I, you know, when we, when we think about what we connect with, I think, you know, if you look at the films or music that wins awards, you know, yeah. For every like pit bull, like in the club, whatever, there's like someone who wrote a song about like having their guts ripped out over a fucking relationship. Someone like you by Adele will always <laughs> take me to a very dark place. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think, we always remember like the saddest films, you know, the end, the tragic ending, the Humphrey Bogarts to the fucking, you know, La La Lands, Ryan Gosling, all of those things. Right. Or like the gut wrenching, like, Oh God, they died or whatever, you know, whatever. Right. So we connect with, I think we connect with pain more, at least I do. And I've asked myself why, um, because we all feel it. Right. And like when you're feeling it generally, mo most times, I think when you're feeling emotional pain, you're feeling alone. And so when you see someone else go through it or hear someone else, it's interesting, but it's also like, Oh, wow. Like I might not be dying on this asteroid. Right. But like, I get it. Like he loved her and you know, or whatever she left on the rocket ship to Saturn with the other guy or like, we, there's something in there that we can connect to. And I think that's really, really powerful. Um, Two, um, I think that the secret to making someone feel great and making someone feel shitty, however you decide to use it, um, fixing your life, ruining your life. I think the keys to all of those things are to, to tell the truth. I think you empower people by telling the fucking truth, right? And so when we take the connection with pain and the, um, the, uh, the desire to tell the truth and you put those two things together, it's like a explosion for me. Right. And I think I, there is, you have a point, like I, there might be some sort of, if there's not an addiction to mm -hmm. emotional pain, cause I don't, I mean, I, I can't tell you. Right. But I do think there's a draw to it. There's a sense of that's where I belong. You deserve this, right? And so why not have some fun with it? And so that's where I'm sort of at, where I'm at. I don't know a hundred percent how I got here, right? Mm -hmm. But I am essentially, I am, I will totally admit this on your show. I am so much more comfortable in pain than I am in moments of, I, someone's like, don't you want to be happy? And I'm like, that sounds like so much work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, I'm not like, 
I'm the most fun person to be like with at any given time. I think I'll give myself that. Right. But I think it's, I think I'm that way because I know how to party on the ship as it goes down. You just don't panic. You just go with it, you know, and you pour up the fucking expensive tequila and you do all of the things, right? Cause we're fucked anyway. So we might as well like have a goddamn shit show with it. That's, that's how I feel. But yeah, I mean, there is definitely some desire to be, uh, in pain. I think, you know, what, what I met with the films and all that is like, yeah, you know, those Disney movies are nice. Right. But even those like Bambi's mom gets her brains blown out and, you know, or whatever, like people aren't, Oh, that film changed my life. That, that album changed my life. If you look at those things, those are people bleeding out through art. So I think there's something there, you, you know, connect with that. Yeah. And that's, totally. and that's not, uncommon like you're not you're not uh philosophizing something that, like, no <laughs> one's ever that's another made up word that no one's ever heard like there are so many people I think who connect with and I I appreciate and I will highlight the part that stood out to me the most which was you know people the, the connection it's almost like you find the deepest realist most authentic feeling connection through pain because people aren't likely to lie about pain whereas maybe you've experienced people lie about things being really good like uh, things can look really good on the outside but you know that there's shit going down and like you're like I feel like when people are bleeding out on the street they're at least being honest with me about that it's like you know so there is this kind of there's definitely some like threads you know it's like oh there's i can connect with people and yeah. people are being real with me and i don't think anyone's lying or trying to fucking dupe me or doing any of this stuff because like why would they they're bleeding out like why would they lie right now right um and i know you have said multiple times in different um your shows you know how when you're talking about your dating life and all these things like honesty is like the sexiest thing to you and you love honesty and you love telling the truth and you love shooting straight and I think what's so interesting is, you know, in the, in the infamous conversation, there was a, a moment that I, <laughs> that I noted where you, you guys were just talking about the difference between vulnerability and honesty. Cause you're like all about honesty, but you made the comment that vulnerability makes you want to like throw up on your microphone and die. I think was, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is solid. So mature. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, that's, that is a sympathetic reaction throwing up, um, totally normal. Uh, but I think, I mean, I think the fear of vulnerability is very real. Obviously it is, um, of being like fully and completely seen of not having any defenses up of not having any protection kind of around you. But I also, I think it's interesting because people talk about, they talk about it that way. People who are afraid of vulnerability talk about it as like, well, I am a sitting duck and like anyone could just come and slit my throat while I'm sitting there being all vulnerable. And like, I don't want to do that. And we talk about when we're talking about vulnerability in that way, we talk about it as if we have to sacrifice ourselves in order to get this deeper level of connection, communion, be in relationship but the thing that I do not hear talked enough about enough in conjunction with vulnerability is boundaries. Like mm. you're not actually opening, like, here is my throat. I'm going to put down my weapons and come sit over here with my throat and my guts exposed to a bunch of fucking like wolves or sword carrion, like barbarians like that. 
that is stupid. Like that is irresponsible. That is self-destructive. Um, and that is not healthy or helpful. It's like we, something that I have learned myself and put into practice often. And then something that I then encourage and support the women that I facilitate in my work to do is when you're going to be vulnerable, you have to start learning to be vulnerable when the stakes are low, number one, and when the safety is high and you are vulnerable with people who are not going to gut you. That's where it starts. You don't walk into the room with a bunch of people with knives and offer them your stomach. Like that's not what vulnerability is about. And I think, cause it's, it's sharing that those soft sides with people who have proven over and over and over again to be safe people. That's how we kind of grow that muscle. And that's also how we learn to create, recreate that dynamic of safety and sharing and respect with other people. Like you actually are not vulnerable with people who are not available or worthy of your vulnerability. And that it's not something you do. Like you don't give that away first and then hope for the best. Like that's not really how it's supposed to work. And I'm just curious because you really love honesty and you even, even I think your desire to connect through pain and be really honest in doing that, there is a lot of vulnerability in that. So there's a lot of ways you're already being very vulnerable that mm-hmm. isn't bringing about this kind of like, I'm going to go hurl on everything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious how you feel about that. Yeah. Again, amazing, like amazing question. Um, and, I, and I think there's a couple of things. One, there's a quote that just like fucking stuck with me from my early twenties, like until in, in, now. Um, and I think really sort of drives who I am. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, it's, I trust you to kill me. Right. And it's probably some, um, Greek or Roman thing, but the story is that, you know, there's this guy who's being pursued through the fucking mountains and the forests and all these things. And he says to himself, I I trust you to kill me a couple of times. And he turns around and there's no one back there, but he knows he's being followed. And he just yells it like, I trust you to kill me. Meaning, I, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Like, I, I know you're there. Um, I know you're going to strike when I'm sleeping or when I'm getting some water or like looking at a bird. Right. right? And by me knowing and acknowledging and saying that, that I trust you to do your worst. I trust you to kill me. I take away your power. Right. So I think that, uh, really plays into my need to bleed as it were, Mm -hmm. um, probably. And, you know, I will come on your show and I'll say, um, my stepfather threw me down the stairs multiple times onto concrete, you know, uh, punched me in the face, open and closed fists till I bled. Um, what's another one? Um, there's so many. I'll give you anything you want, right? Along those lines, a- anything from my dating life, from my childhood, and no problem. But when we get to why can't you start a relationship? Or if someone says, How do you feel about me? Like it's, I, you know, like it's just like yeah. that. Well, again, it's like you being in this again. Yes. I mean, I think you're identifying your own pattern very well. Obviously, there's this like, 
I'm going to beat you to the punch. I'm going to offer up the darkest shit so that you can never say that I wasn't open with you so that you can never like pull anything from me that I don't want you to have. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to get the first punch. Like I'm going to make sure that I get all that stuff in there so that, you know, you, you can't accuse me of being like shut down or whatever. But then when it comes to like actually having you and your attention and your, nervous system and your, you know, future and your mind and all these things in real time, that's much harder to get at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way of putting it. And it seems logical that that's what's going on. I mean, there's, there's so many instances in my life, um, which is, is weird. Like look, (laughs) looking at your life, right? Like I have this podcast. And so the thing that I thought in the back of my head was a, was a possibility would happen. People would start to ask, you know, in the comments and the fucking DMs and shit. Well, are we going to learn anything about you? Whatever. I, I thought, okay, maybe that could happen. Right. Uh, it was probably not subplot. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And so it's happening more than I thought or way earlier. And so now there are pieces of my life where these things that we're speaking about um, have not been brought. There's so much I mean, you're sort of hovering on the surface of, of a couple big things. Um, you're really close. Uh, and which we're not going to touch if you do. No, I'm totally, totally and totally into it. But I know if, how much you love to fall onto the blade. So we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna force anything. Over. I don't know what kind of time constraints you're on. And if you're trying to do it, good, two, I can two go part or whatever. If I need to, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things where there was, I guess, for, for people who aren't me, there's a lot of things that people have said, like, are you out of your minds? Like, why would you willingly put yourself in that situation over and over? Even therapists have said that to me, like, and you like this or whatever. Um, That's, we have a term for that. And that's like, you know, not healthy to say the least, like why? And I'm like, no, I don't see it like that. And they're just like perplexed. Multiple therapists who have never met each other have come to this sort of same place where it's like, well, you know, and um it plays right back into what you said, where it's like maybe avoiding true vulnerability or whatever that is. Right. Um, There was a lot, and I'm going to give you a huge one right now. And I have not talked about this on the show yet. Um, I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to, uh, but I will, I will talk about it here. There was a long stretch of my life where the only people, well, I mean, I guess not the only, but like majority of people that I was talking to, whether through it was like texting or sexting or meeting up to have sex, or um, some of them were just digital relationships, right? But they were all with women who had boyfriends, husbands, were not sure about the divorce and all these things. I did not seek these people out. It just happened. And I would always put in the disclaimer, like, Hey, you have a boyfriend. Hey, you have a husband because one, if someone finds the phone that gives me like a couple seconds to to explain. Right. And two, um, it turned me on more if they were going to cross that boundary. I don't pull, but if someone comes, I'm like insanely turned on. And so there was a really long stretch, 10, 15 years of my life. It actually ended with when COVID hit because everyone was like locked up together. No one could get away with anything. People's, um, people's, uh, their, their, they changed. People changed their, um, their goals, I guess, or their, um, whatever, responsibilities. 
And so there's a huge, I mean, there was a lot of people in there. And what would happen would be one of, one of a couple of things. One, um, they would, we would have sex and do all the crazy wild shit they couldn't do with their husband. They would go back to the husband, repair it. Thanks, Dustin. You're a great friend, whatever. Two, they would divorce the husband, more crazy wild sex, whatever. Um, go out and find a new husband, whatever. Um, or three, they would just have that digital relationship, get what they needed out of it, whether that was a week, a month, a year, two years, whatever, and then just sort of go back and be miserable. You're and- like a good luck charm of <laughs> That's, maybe i mean yeah. you know i i just like a deconstructed truck. that's you <laughs> again you know i that people you know people ask me well why would you do that why would you whatever and i'm and you know maybe you have a good point maybe it's i was avoiding having to have responsibility or um be vulnerable you know because those that wasn't I mean, no. maybe. And, and sometimes, I mean, what's so interesting about this kind of stuff and like, I'm not, nothing I say is ever like, this is what your deal is, Dustin. I don't know what your deal is, but yeah. I can just say that like, sometimes it is that simple. And sometimes it's fucking not like yeah. sometimes you pick those people over and over because yeah, you know, that they're not available. And ultimately, even if you fall in love with them, like you don't have to do the next scariest thing after falling in love with someone, which is open up and make a real healthy relationship work. So it's like, I can fall in love with them. I can have crazy sex. I can be their fantasy, which makes me feel fucking great. That's a good hit for the ego. I can do all that stuff. And ultimately like it, the responsibility isn't on me. Like they are the ones who are choosing to do X, Y, and Z. Like I still get to be a good guy who lives the way like that I can kind of respect while also like doing all these things. And like, that's not, I mean, none of that's crazy. And also like, it can be so much more than that. Like, you know, I I think one thing that I feel like I hear you say is that you'll, you've seen several therapists, it sounds like, and they've all come to these certain points and they'll all, you know, they probably all start like rubbing their fingers together as soon as you start. (laughs) Cause I think you probably know what to say to get them to do that. Let's be honest. I think you get in there and you know, kind of like the thing to like pique their interest and like every therapist everywhere is like, Ooh, I'm going to be the one to solve the Dustin Rubik's cube. And you like take them on this wild goose chase and then they give you their best shot, which is, it sounds like the same thing over and over and over because you're presenting symptoms that, you know, are going to get a certain result. And so then they just keep giving you the same diagnoses, um, which sounds like a really brilliant way of defending your shit even more. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, yeah. They're always like, you're a mess. No, I'm kidding. Um, you're, you mean, you're right. Like, I think it's it's really strange but it it feels as almost like uh in situations like that that this thing just sort of takes over and it's like say this do this and it just it, it doesn't ask it just does whatever and then afterwards i'm like wait a minute what you know um it happened uh a few weeks ago in a in a bar and i literally almost had like a com again like the jack long hat on the sidewalk at 2 a.m like why did you say that like you know or whatever didn't you know that's what was gonna and so that happens a lot in my life and i think the show has highlighted that um and you know, that's interesting to me. I would want to see what the fuck, how this thing turns out. Right. But like, there are a lot of 
I've lived a, a really, I've been lucky enough to live a really interesting life around a lot of interesting people, most of them women. There are a lot of stories, there are a lot of things. I, I'm really complicated. Um, I think we all are, but I just think, and I love that you're driving at it because I think the more that you do, the more good shit comes out of it, right? But I think our complications, our, um, our pain is what makes us not only connected, but so fucking interesting. And I think yeah. there's just a lot that people don't want to talk about, you know? So there's a, um, do, are you a reader? Like, do you like books or are you, do you consume your information in different ways? No. So I love books lately. I'm more of an audible guy because yeah. it's like fun cheating, you know, yeah. it's like, either way, I don't, I don't think it matters how it goes in just that it goes <laughs> in. Um, there is actually a book that I think you would love um it has been super duper helpful for me i'm trying to put my eyes on it i uh it's by carolyn elliott it's called existential kink which is mm. fucking awesome yeah i love that and a lot of her premise is around how like all of these you know like like kinks like all of these kind of identities that we construct out of self-defense out of our traumatic experiences out of our pain this like i'm complex i'm a mess no one's ever gonna get me la 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 there is like an unconscious like shadow part of us that gets off on that like mm. we keep perpetuating it and we keep doing it and we keep finding ways to reconstruct it over and over and over because we're getting off on it. Like we're getting something out of it. And she yeah. brings all of this kind of like sexual alchemy to the process in a way that makes perfect sense to me. And um, like an example of it for me was that I always had similar to you, not necessarily with like gut-wrenching pain but with struggle like I grew up in a very poor family like I am I'm a success story like I you know was homeschooled I didn't go to college I started working at the front desk of this place and then I was running this place and then I like took over this place and then I was like the youngest surgical coordinator in the state of Tennessee and then I did this and I did this and I did this and I realized after a, a long time after I had stopped actually struggling in life that I perpetuated and continued to create struggle and friction in my life because I got off on the fact that like my story, that like underdog, like conqueror story that made me interesting. I believed that that was the thing that brought people to me. That was the most valuable thing I had to offer was like a really epic enthralling dinner story. And like, what happens if I start being healthy and receiving support and getting help. And I'm actually not struggling with anything. And I actually am just like living a great life and not in fucking pain <laughs> all the time. Like how fucking boring is that? Like, really? Yeah. Like that was something that I had to look at because I would throw bombs into my relationship with my husband who literally exists to like support me and make my life easier. And I would constantly find ways to like fuck that up because I just could not receive that love and that help, because I don't know who I am without the struggle. I was born into hardship and struggle. I have always struggled. It is my identity. It's who I am as a person. And I don't know who I am or how to be without that. And so the shit that I would stir up in our relationship is because he, as a person, him just trying to love me threatened my very identity. <laughs> 
I was like, who the fuck am I? If you come over here and you love me and you like help me and you're a real partner and you make my life easier and I don't have to dig for everything anymore. Like what happens to me? Like what happens to me then? And so I would literally lash out at him as if he was threatening my life because it felt like he was threatening who I knew myself to be. And that was such a wild, like, I felt like the bombs went off in my head for like a year and a half after I realized (laughs) that just like driving down the road one day and it like hit me in the head like a brick. Yeah. But I'm so curious, like, I think, A, I think you could get into it just because like having that heard like the way she kind of draws the the similarities between working with like trauma and stories and like kinks and erotic kind of fetish and stuff I think that would be intriguing and interesting to you and would probably keep you engaged for one um but I also like along those same lines you know you said yourself you're like I think I'm much more comfortable with pain you said that you felt like you belonged there, like it went with pain, like you don't deserve anything different than that. That was something that you actually said. And so what (laughs) I know without going to too much into this, what I know about trauma and the way that I work with trauma is that when you do something over and over and over and over, it's, it typically is not it is not cognitive. Even if you sit down with a really good therapist and they give you the language and they show you what you're doing and they give you the textbook name of it. And you're like, okay, I have awareness around this pattern that I have, but you keep, it's your physiology that keeps doing it. It's your body that keeps doing it. It's not your head. Your head's like, what the fuck are you doing? You've been here over and over and over. Like you talk about those voices going back and forth. It's like, the, the voice in your head is like, you, what are you doing right now? And you're just watching yourself from above, go and do the thing that you know, you shouldn't be doing. And you're like, why the hell do I keep doing that? And it's exactly like you said, it's like, because your body is walking this well-worn path and it, it knows what happens. And even though what happens is a shit storm, it is familiar And when you don't know how safety actually feels in your body, we seek out familiarity as a replacement for safety. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it isn't you being dumb or stubborn or like so complex that you can't be solved. It's literally like your body and your nervous system, like running the show. And you're just walking out these cycles that have been in motion for a really long time. And they do happen when you deploy like self-defense mechanisms and and things and those cycles don't complete and most people are walking around with lots of those and they overlap and they conflict and it is a big fucking mess but it's also something that when someone is ready and somebody wants to address that like there is there are things that can help that but at the same time I don't think that you know, I, I don't think that anybody, (laughs) like, you're not going to get anywhere until you no longer believe that like achieving some level of healing and health is not going to strip you of like all the best parts of yourself. Like nobody wants, would want to do that. Nobody would choose that on purpose. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you think that all the shit you're carrying around is like the best, coolest, most interesting, epic, true thing about you, then like, of course you're not going to give that up. Like who would, that wouldn't make any sense yeah it's so it's there's so much there and it's like basically i feel as though um i i think for as much as i there's moments right that there's (laughs) 
there's moments where I'm I'm constantly like pushing things, but it's never like, hey, watch this, like punch the waiter and like rip the fucking tablecloth. I'm like, it's not like that, right? It's more, it's way more psychological and very, very subtle. And I think, and I do it alone, right? But even when I was like in a relationship or with someone or whatever, there's always a moment where it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's a situation or a question that is asked, and this is happening in like lightning speed, but in your, behind your eyes, the two screens is the control room full of people. And here's your options for what you can say, what you shouldn't say and what might fly. Right. And mine's like being like, this is what you're going to say. And then it's like, but what if we said this? And it's like, it's never anything rude or whatever. It's, it's just a suggestion or a question or whatever. And it's, I say it right. Whether it's in an interview um, on the podcast or like to some stranger in a bar and, and everybody in the control room's like, he said it, why would he say it? Like, or whatever. And so it, it leads to these other situations, which are fun, uh, chaotic. It's like, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Right. And it's something just as simple and subtle as, so you guys have been together for eight years somehow my brain knows that if I say that all sorts of stuff's going to come flooding out. Right. And that's all that I did. That's all that I said, which led to a whole evening of just like insane fireworks. Um, and I did that because I'm, I, I think that I'm, I'm devious, right. Uh, a little bit to a healthy degree. I think that that was the darker thing to do, even though it was an innocent question. Um, I could have said, it's so nice you guys have been together for eight years, right? And it would have been a peaceful, lovely night. But I think I'm not interested in peaceful and lovely. I don't want to set everything on fire. I want to use this this black magic of mine or whatever it is to, to fucking make things better, right? And 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 whatever. And I'm, you know, I don't want to be like, oh follow me like whatever i'm not whatever but you said earlier like on a crusade yeah that's a great way of putting it right like i i think i think with sex party and in my life i just think that we all can can treat sex uh not as this evil thing um i knew calling it sex party was gonna create all kinds of fucking problems and i did it anyway you did that on purpose yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you were hoping it would hundred percent, hundred percent. What I found so interesting is that like, sometimes it's hard. It's, it's hard to watch. Cause I feel like you're so, I just, I keep wanting to use the word semi self-aware because you are aware, like you are not, love it. Loving this. like you're aware you are aware. Um, and there's, there's like some, some resistance and like, maybe you're, I think you can't decide if you want to be all the way aware or not. It feels like that might be part of it, that whole Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Um, But what I keep seeing over and over is these like moments of profound honesty and kindness and like really caring about what's going on and having something to say and wanting to be a part of the solution and like wanting to be part of it. And then there'll be this moment where it's almost like you get too, it's like too much. And then you're like, or like, fuck it, just take a shot. And then like, well, I'll just go down with a bunch of tequila. Right. Like that's your cover for everything. It's like you get into some, you'll say something like really great. And then you'll make a reference to a lot of alcohol and things going up in flames. And I just, and I just find that so interesting because there is obviously a part of you that like, I do, I do think that you have some evil genius in there. And I think that it could absolutely be used for good. 
but it's like, we can only be a catalyst for change to the extent that we ourselves are willing to change. So it's one thing to be like, oh, this is fucked up. We should sit around and point out how fucked up this is. Like, well, we already know how fucked up it is. So I guess I'm curious, like, are you like having a platform being a white cis male where it's easier for you to say shit than it is for a lot of people to say shit and people can throw stuff at you. But like, again, you request to be made to bleed all the time. So like, you're here for that. That's fine. Like you're, you're good. Spent years building up a tough outer exterior so that you can handle that kind of thing. So it's like, I feel like you're in a position where you could like move the fucking needle if you're willing to go there yourself. Like you can't just facilitate other people. You have to actually be willing to go there. And it feels like there is an internal battle going on over whether you will actually go there or not. Wow. This could be your biggest one. Yeah. With the questions, because this is really, really like you asked some doozies. Um, I don't know how long you like researched this and, and fucking like whatever, but like if this is great stuff, people. So make sure you subscribe and like all the content. Um, so, so what, oh Jesus. So one, right. One, you are everyone who's watching the show or listening to my show. Right. And even maybe this interview, but more so my show, because that's where it's on display. You are 100% witnessing in real time in every episode, uh, a fucking war that is going on between two entities. You were actually the only person who's like verbalized that they figured it out. Most, some people have hinted at it, right? Um, not everyone has podcast yet. So, so there's that. Um, but yes, there is a hundred percent like a thoughtful being inside this body and who's, who's met with like a little demon, rip shots, light things on fire and whatever, then they're constantly fighting each other. And the words that are coming out of my mouth, my body language, my self-deprecation, my sarcasm, all of those things are a representation of, of, uh, of, of me being extremely conflicted at all times. And so it comes out and it comes out and I allow it to come out. And I think that that's, that's, you know, it's, that's my Harvey Two-Face bullshit that's happening, right? And I think some people would eventually say, like, you know, well, is this real or is this guy full of shit? Like, what's happening, right? And, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you have to watch and find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's that. Um, so you're very correct on that, 100%. And I love that you bullseyed that. Um, makes me wonder, like, how much of it really is. I didn't realize that much of it was on display, but I'm glad to hear that it is because I think it's really important. And and maybe, I mean, uh, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's not that on display. I'm just saying like that is th- through the glasses <laughs> I wear, that's what I'm seeing. So like, yeah. I mean, I imagine that other people who um, are invested, I mean, I think part of it is that I have the same desire to like connect with people and find people in their pain, but I don't want to leave them there. And I don't want that to be the only string that we have. Like I want us, if we meet there, that's a great place to meet because who wants to be alone in your pain? But then I want us to move on to experiencing the full rapture of life. Like not just the fucking gruesome, brutal, painful parts, but like the breathtaking, like, you know, toe curling, thrilling, chilling parts too. Like I want all of it because I've, I mean, I've run away from happiness and 
and the, the potential, this is what's so interesting is people who love pain, like being deeply vulnerably, like in a loving partnership where you're like, my cart is tied to your horse, buddy. Like this is what we're doing. And we <laughs> procreated together. Like there's nothing more terrifying than that. There is nothing more like the, the potential for ultimate devastation is hanging over your head every day of your mm-hmm. life. So I'm like, for people who love to stay like churned up, it's a great place to go and work right. on shit. Like, because as much as, but that's the risk, like that's the trade-off is like you, in order to be soft enough and open enough to receive all the shit that's trying to get through, that can't get through with all the armor up, you are then susceptible to the possibility of devastation. And that is what, that's like what makes it fucking real and honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely, because you said something that it's part of that, I definitely want to set the record straight. Like for me on my show, whether it's on my show or in my real life, I would never move away or leave someone feeling like trash. Right. And it's, I don't think it's even like something like, well, we're going to make this person feel good. It's not about that at all. For me, it's I ask and then I listen. And I think listening uh, is is hard sometimes. I fucking love it though. It's like my, it's like my greatest thing is like, and it's vastly underrated is listening to someone. And you're a really good, you're a really good listener. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I think then I will see little things and I will be like, so chomping at the bit to point out how fucking cool this person is. And, and I have this fantasy that, that sometimes not always, but a lot of times that like, when the interview is over, maybe they tell someone how good they feel or like, but it's not just like a short term thing. Like, I feel like there are so many people I can see it on their faces in the grocery store, in the bar, whatever, like their dad, like told them they're a fucking loser. And, you know, Instagram told them they were fat or whatever. And like, yo, that is so I it, it like almost like it's almost like bo- bothers me a little bit. So you can, I think you can see that in the show a little bit, but I'm that's really me. Like, I'm really like that. Right. Not saying that any part of me is not me. I think the version people are getting on sex party is, is a heightened version, right. Um, is the tonight show or whatever version, like, but I do, but that's still me. There's no like, okay, got to get into character whatever. And I think I love reminding people no matter how many bad decisions they've made, it means nothing, right? No matter how many times they screwed up or cheated or whatever, that not only are they human, but like they have so much fucking potential that it should like almost fucking scare them. And, and, and I, I, I'm always trying to find ways to do that without going over the top. And it's really difficult for me. It's that's, that's one thing that's really, really hard. So I, I always like, leaving someone in a positive space. I don't care where they leave me. You know what I mean? Cause I've done my job and I've, and I've done my thing and I've, I've, and that makes signed me up for that. And yeah. right. I'm, I'm just yeah. the host. Right. But that also means like bring on the knives and shit or whatever, because well, you, that's my thing. You really like making people feel seen. That's like something that you put effort into, you know, like I noticed even just in how you reached out to me, like how thoughtful your responses were. And like, and I know that because that's something that I do too. Like I don't just send run of the mill template shit. Like when I write something to you, I'm thinking about our interaction. I'm thinking about the time we spent together. I'm thinking about 
what you offer and bring. And I, I try to comment and compliment in an authentic, genuine way. And you also do that. And I noticed that right away. And so I think, um, and I wasn't, by the way, I was not saying that you drag people into the, no, 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 no. leave them there. I think I like got excited and went on, I started yeah, no, no, one no. direction and then I cut over and went a different direction. I full circle. I think what I was saying is I, whether everyone gets from observing you, what I get from observing you or not, sure. I, I don't know, but I just think that I see a lot of that stuff because I think that we're similar in some ways and that a lot of the things that you're passionate about doing are things I'm passionate about doing. And I've been doing it for a while. And I know what this process has required of me and it's coming for you. If this is something that you continue to do, it's like yeah. what I'm, that is what I'm saying. No. Yeah. I love that fucking shit. <laughs> That's such a dark, beautiful warning. <laughs> I, lo I love that. But like, let's cut back to something that you just said. Right. Yeah. And I also want to jump back to something else, but we'll do get it. there. So you said that I like to make people feel seen, right? Because Kristen, let's think about this, right? Isn't that the least that we can do? in this horrible fucking weirdo like world upside down bullshit that's happening like i feel like that should should be a priority it's a priority for me right like um i i think you know whatever gifts i have right as from a, a toddler like i was like interviewing the, the lady at toys r us about how many ac action figures come in every week and my mom's like we gotta go like, you know but you know my grandfather my grandmother my mother they always like, like nurtured those things and that's dusted be a dusted or whatever but like now that i'm older and, and more conscious of it i think we should all try a little bit harder just to make people feel seen, even if it's for a second. And what's crazy is when you do that, it's almost like difficult, right? You're in the elevator with like an old woman. She's got like a weird brooch or whatever, but it's kind of cool or whatever you want to tell her. And then you tell her and she's like, what? you going to steal it, you know, or whatever, whatever right? Because that's the world we live in. But like, I know it's horrible. When, my favorite is like being at a party. Right. And like you just, you get to know someone so fast. And my brain's like constantly like all the fucking emotional accountants are in there working and spitting out what to say, what not to say, whatever. Um, and I think that's where the show has come from. Right. Um, and so I think a, right. I think that's maybe, maybe like we should all try a little harder. Cause I think that's like the least we can do, but it's also like, a, it's like a huge thing to make someone feel seen. Cause you have to be real about it. Keep like mm -hmm. nice, shoes or whatever it's right, like you can't lie like yeah the ones you remember are the thoughtful ones and the thoughtful ones are the ones where the person actually took into account the whole thing and they didn't just it wasn't run of the mill it wasn't like oh love that color on you or oh those are great earrings you know sure. it's more thoughtful than that on the flip side i am <laughs> this is another doozy for you if you want it i'll give it, I to, want you. it. Give it to me okay so my grandfather and my biological father were like uh extremely extroverted successful womanizing people okay and when i met uh my biological father and my grandfather it was like you know being i mean just being like a little uh kid being part of the family like he was like going to another fucking planet where everything is made out of like cotton candy and 
and dreams, right? And you just yeah. feel like, wow, I feed have it. Willy Wonka's bunny house. Yeah. Seriously, it's like a whole planet of Willy Wonka, right? And like your feet wouldn't touch the ground at all. And then there's that, like you, so you get that, maybe you're go, you go away for a weekend, you go away for whatever. And then it's gone. They're gone. They're nowhere to be found. They have left the Willy Wonka planet. You are back home in your day-to-day situation. Uh, and it's terrible and that, and whatever. So you would try to like, you know, talk to your grandfather. And it just was like, there's this wall there. And so it's like, when they want to allow you in, da, 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 da. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. What if I'm doing that to other people, right? In my real life. But yeah. the one, but the one thing you did say way back when, right? You said um, something along the lines of, "If I wanted, if I really wanted to move the needle, I'm gonna have to like figure out what's going." Okay, a, what did you mean by that? Because I'm very curious. And two, um, or B rather, right? We're using letters and numbers now. Um, a and two, I did. A stuff. and two five. <laughs> um, what are we talking about when you say? move the needle. Like, I'm just curious. I'm yeah. very, very yeah, curious. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you can tell me at any time if I have like miss misread the room, misread, like what it is that you, cause again, you keep saying that you don't, a lot of stuff you don't know, like you're just rolling. So you might not be to this sure. point yet, but I feel like what I keep hearing you say is like part of your show and, and what you're doing is around like, no, nobody should be made to feel like a slut. Nobody should be like, women shouldn't be penalized for being fully faceted beings the way that white men have been always. Like there's these things in the world that you see that you want to be a part of like normalizing and creating safety and empowerment in these areas. And something that I have noticed in having a desire to do the same thing in my own way and in setting about doing that is that when you are challenging like systems of oppression and the fucking status quo and like all of these things, we have to deconstruct that shit inside of ourselves so that we can see where we're going clearly because otherwise it becomes a big like egoic circle jerk and you Mm. don't actually achieve fucking anything. And so really it's kind of like, another question is like, are you, is the show here? Does it exist? Do you see this like helping people and supporting people and becoming a part of the solution? Or is this something that is meant to be more just messy entertainment? Wow. Wow. You guys make sure you subscribe. And and (laughs) this is, I mean, you can't fucking pay for (laughs) questions like this. This is like, like sheer brilliance. I am helping you get ready for Howard Stern. Only I'm going to (laughs) be, I'm a little more eloquent than Howard is. Um, I'm just, I'm preparing you for your big moment. Don't worry. (laughs) I love that. I love all of this. I'm so honored to be here. Um, Truly, truly am. I've been, and like, people, oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so pumped. Like I sent you the, I'm so pumped Instagram yeah, DM no, or like, earlier, but I, I really know, was. I knew you really are excited. I was walking down the sidewalk. Spending time together. <laughs> yes. I was listening to the weekend and I was like, fuck, I'm like really pumped. So like, I was like, I'm so pumped. I'm like, I sent it. I'm like, she's you smart. It's cool. That's she's going to think I'm an idiot or whatever. So no. So to answer your question. um, I think that you're a hundred percent right that 
there is um, a desire for the show to be less of a mess and be more helpful, right? That's like the least eloquent way to put that. But I do also think that I don't want it to lose its charm in that way. I think that if we can sneak the helpfulness across the, the border at night by just, just disguised as clowns. But I think that it might, <laughs> might work out better. I don't know. So, so um, you're the tro- you are the Trojan man of a sexual revolution. Is that what you're telling us? But a total, <laughs> like a total, like a total clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, um, that I, I do like, I think a big part of the show is uh, starting to become like, is this guy going to get his shit together and, and like help out or like what, like, right. Like whatever. But I don't know what getting, I don't know what getting my shit together looks like, because I think that a part of me, even after I'm cured by someone, right. Um, and maybe in a relationship, whether that's an open relationship, whatever, whatever the thing thing is, right. Whatever. I don't ever want to lose my uh, mis- mischievousness, my deviousness, because I think that those are assets, right? But do I want to like use the podcast to organize like not only like the biggest march ever as like a big like the big the fuck you march? Like literally, it's the fight. They have to say that on the news because two hundred thousand people showed up. A hundred percent. Do I want to raise money in the most absurd way, like by auctioning off, like what some stupid or whatever it is, a hundred million percent. Like we are so in, um, but I think that it's a matter of let's keep trucking along and figure out what I need to do. Um, Cause I don't ever want to be like a button up kind of dude. I want to make mistakes. I want to be, Hey, we should do shots. I want to, I think it's always a part of, of my persona, my brand, if you will. Right, and I, I think right. that's, 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 a, it's a weapon really, if we're going to fight, yeah. you know, so the bad boy with a good heart, <laughs> I guess, man, <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a cliche. People tell me that all the time in my real life, like no cliche, oh, bro, oh, but, man. but I don't know how else to be anything else, yeah. you know? Well, and again, and I know like, <laughs> We didn't get to it quite in the way that I thought we would, which is cool. It's fine when we, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it when I come in, this is how I roll. I come in with a loose, loosely organized outline in case we have any flailing around and I need to like throw it out there. But then, you know, when things take off and we get into something more interesting or juicy, sure. I'm fine to abandon whatever it is that I brought <laughs> along. Um, so, but, you know, I, because I do, I think there's, and what I'm realizing, and I, I do not mean this um, as a slam at all, but I, I think that you are still very early on like mm. in your process. And so some of the stuff that I think you will connect eventually and that we will then <laughs> be able to swing around and tie into this conversation, I think it's just premature. I think that is coming. I just don't think that it's yeah. quite ready for it yet because from where I'm sitting, a lot of the things that you are struggling with and, and looking at, and even that fear, that thought that you can't like be a voice for change and still take shots sometimes and do all these things. Like you can't, um, you can't experience levels of self healing and growth and all this stuff without like losing your essence or losing. Like, I think that's a very toxic idea that isn't Mm. like, that's something that 
we kind of get fed and, and that goes along the lines of that toxic masculine where it's like, oh, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're not going to be like, you're going to lose your manhood or you're going to lose this. You're going to lose whatever it's all, it's very reductionist. Right. And it's, and I think that there is a lot of the toxic masculine conditioning that is playing out in a glorious <laughs> way in your life that maybe hasn't even gotten all like connected yet, but like it just, and I don't, I'm not trying to be a bitch. I just, that's, no, I feel like that's what's happening. And I think that depending on the route you go, and again, like you're not, you keep, you also keep saying like, yeah, whenever I get cured and it's like, yeah, you're not going to get fucking cured. Like you're a human being who will always struggle with certain aspects of these things. But the thing that I have found to be true, profoundly true about like healing about working through those things. And even that might be triggering for some people, but like this process of going back to these, these wounds and these patterns and all these things, it's learning to understand who you are at your essence before all that shit came in and morphed you into this like highly armored, like very, like so much of people's personalities are like trauma adaptations. And so Mm. there is this, I, for me, I feel like there is this age or this version of you in time who still exists like in our consciousness. And that's where like inner child stuff comes in. But like, there is this version of you that most of us have some memory or some picture or some like little you know, fading attachment to still that represents the truest, most honest version of us that's ever been. And literally our whole quest as a human being is to find a way to get back to that after we've been pummeled to death by the world and like all of these things and other people. And it's just finding that innate sense of goodness and creativity and uniqueness. And like the part of you that loves to have fun and loves to like tackle big shit, but also like look cool doing it and have a great time. Like (laughs) there's nothing wrong with any of those pieces of Dustin. Like those don't need to be cured. And so it's more like, how do you get out of your own way so that you can be more all of the stuff that you know, and like so much and less of the conflicted, like, who am I today thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I love everything that you said, especially the toxic shit. Um, and I, and I think I totally agree with you. Right. I, I think that's, I, that hasn't been said to me before. And I just, lo- I fucking love that. Right. Cause it's so truthful. Um, and I agree with you. There's de- like, there's definitely a level of toxicity and toxic masculinity doesn't have to look like she's a hoe, man. She's a bitch. Right. Cause that's yeah, not, not all. but, but yeah. I'm still toxic. Right. And in, in the way that I'm maybe trying to be a tough guy and not vulnerable and whatever the fuck's going on there. So I love I love that you said that. Like, I, 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 I consider that like very amazing, honest, open. And I, and I take that. And when you well, and I'm, and I'm talking to you, like at this, at this phase, we're like several hours in over spread over several <laughs> different times. Like we're friends now. So I'm yeah, saying I'm talk. talking to you the way I talk yeah. to my guy friends. Like I would no, say I this love to any man that I care about. <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking love that. And thank you so much for that too. I would say to you, this is me in the starter phase of, like you said, of the podcast, the podcast is only, you know, as of this recording, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, there's only a handful of episodes and it's like, 
Um, well, a couple handfuls. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you're listening to this, I don't want to give away when we recorded it because I know how that goes. <laughs> Space like, and time. It's, yeah. At the time of this recording, you got what do you have? Thirty something. You in the so twenty six dropped 26. today. Okay. Cool. Uh, we're up to thirty one. Um, you know, because we're trying to Record, stay ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Good there job. you go. You're so yeah. much more organized than me. <laughs> but pot, pot. Well, I have a child, right? Or a, or a significant <laughs> other. I would be hanging myself out the window to get space from people. You know what I mean? Whatever. I get it. Now, um, I think that, and also like for those of you out there, like podcasting doesn't exist in a normal time dimension. We are in no. a different. Yeah. So make sure <laughs> you subscribe to Kristen's show. Um, what the hell was I saying? No, I think that you are are correct with those things. But also I would ask you, I would add to that. And I would ask you, um, since I am in the, in the, in the infancy stages, like give me some advice from someone who's seasoned and good and smart and thoughtful. Like what, what should I prepare for? How can I be better? Yeah. I mean, great question. It's a question you should keep asking. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think something that's really important is figuring out what kind of support makes sense to you and resonates with you, right? Like you've already tried traditional therapy, it sounds like several times, and it it has made you um, more <laughs> verbally equipped. You've got a lot of good phrases and things, you know, like you know how to talk about therapy very well, which is great. But like, if you're going to do therapy, for example, you need to, I feel like you need to spend time interviewing people and looking for people who are not going to let you get away with your bullshit. Like who are not like you go in there and you're like, okay, this is a mock interview. I'm going to be me and you're going to be you. And like, I want them to take a buzzer. And every time you start your shit, I want to be like, (laughs) nope, I would love that. Cut it today. Like that is not happening. And it, it might be therapy. It might be a coach. It might be, you know, I, I mean, I think everybody would benefit from somatic experiencing. Like I know tons of facilitators. I could refer you to someone, you know, it's like, But I think it is meeting and making connections and talking to people and figuring out what like modalities appeal to you, because the same thing is not going to work for everyone. Like my husband does not go to therapy typically to work through his shit. He does not see coaches. Typically he just went to a ranch in Wyoming and went fly fishing and sat around the table, drinking whiskey with a bunch of guys for four days and came back (laughs) a fucking man. So it's like, you have to figure out what safe space looks like and feels like for you and like where what are the conditions that are going to allow you to drop some of that shit so that you can actually get to work with what's behind it Mm. and I know that feels like more homework and not really advice but that's kind of how the best shit works I cannot possibly tell you what to do for you Dustin I can just tell you that you have to find someone who's not going to let you get away with what you've been getting away with like always right and, but in like a respectful, supportive, healthy, boundaried way, like you don't yeah. need somebody beating you up either. Like we don't need that. No. But there is someone who's going to lovingly, respectfully, intelligently call you in and be like, listen, this is what you always do. So let's explore something different right here. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is where you always try to go. So let's see what's actually going on on this side of the room. Like, let's get curious about what's over here. And even doing that with yourself, it's like, oh. No shit. I say this all the time. I do this all the time. What would the opposite of this look like? Or what's on the other side of this? Or if I pick this every time, what would happen if I pick this today instead? And just starting in 
low stakes situations and like working our way up. Because I mean, the other thing doesn't matter who you are or how tough you are or how much, you know, how many times you've been knocked down. Our body is hell bent on survival. So like, if you make things too hard, too scary, too overwhelming, if you are constantly asking for life to make you fucking bleed, like your body is going to try to get you away from that. Even though you keep putting your head down and running towards it, all the friction inside of you is because your physiology is like, that is fucking dangerous and you should not be doing that. Right. Yeah. No, beautiful answer. Okay. And I, and I think I'm, I fucking love therapy. I would love to, you just whatever. need a really good therapist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're, they're difficult to, to find, right. Especially in this time in the world. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Um, you want to give me some advice on the show now? On the show? Yeah. I mean, like, well, dude, I don't know if I should give you advice. I, I like, I feel like I want to challenge you to find an intelligent male that you can have a conversation with because you're comfortable with chicks. Like you've made that clear. You're very comfortable talking to women, but I think that like the, the rise of the feminine as it were is dependent on the masculine rising with it it is not the dominance of we're not just we're not trying to reverse it we're not trying to have a matriarchy come in and like smash and beat down all the men and like that's not gonna fix anything like we need them to rise together at the same time and so for every thoughtful like edgy, educational, thought-provoking conversation you have with a woman, like you need to be figuring out how you can have those with other men, because that's where things are going to get like uncomfortable for more people, but discomfort, not pain, but like discomfort is often the precipice of change. And I think like you're hanging out in this kind of cozy zone where it's fun and interesting and like, but it's really easy for you to be there. And I would just challenge you, if you want to be really edgy, maybe get uncomfortable in a way that is going to provoke like even more thoughtfulness from you. Cause I think based on your history and all the things, like it's much harder to allow any type of vulnerability or openness between men. That is not a space that your body knows how to inhabit or that your nervous system knows how to inhabit. And so just even if it's a long time before that happens on the show, but like in your actual life, looking for guys who have the potential to have real conversations and not be like dumb bros, like (laughs) just for your own edification. If it makes it to the show, that's great. But like, you need some dudes in your life that can speak into you and your life. Like you need some guys ranging from your age to like 70. Like if you can find some older dudes who smoke stogies and can give you some like bite-sized pieces of life advice, that would be the best. That would be, the best. <laughs> um, but like, I, I do, I think you need, I think you need that support and, you know, just, I don't know, like make sure that as you're like interviewing these women, you're not like looking for all of these women to tell you like they're all these women aren't here to save you. So you're here to help save the bigger thing. So like, what do your part, make sure you're doing your part. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't think that I've ever looked at a guest like, Hey, I need you to, these are my things. Please help me. I think yeah, that, yeah. I think you that they're, I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, if it ever turns into that, I would expect to fucking, uh, I would call a, you. a call from <laughs> me. From you. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? No. And I think, I think, you know, those are, that's very amazing advice. Again, I mean, of course, 
from you. It would be amazing. So I thank you for that. And I will definitely send it to the control room and see what they want to do. Right. 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 (laughs) Um, But I, I do think like, you know, for as much, and we don't even have to like, maybe this is whatever you want to do. Right. Again, it's your show, but for as much bullshit as I am, am, am putting out there with my complication and my fear and all of the stuff about relationships and whatever. And I say this not about sex, right? Cause I think sex is, is easier to attain, but there is a insane hunger, almost like bloody desperation for real intimacy that's growing in me. That's becoming kind of annoying. Yeah. So, so that is there. I want to make that clear that I'm not just like some robot fucking. No, you're like building, you're moving towards like you are, you are following this urge and you are moving towards a place of health where that thing that you are acknowledging now exists could potentially happen because in the past that hasn't been available. And now you're like, Oh, I mean, I'm noticing this annoying nagging sensation and that this is a desire that I have. And I am on day two of being honest about wanting that. And now I know that there's all this shit that's going to have to happen to make that possible. Yeah. I mean, what was going to happen when I started a show and I talked to, to experts that are giving me expert things about all of the expertise being experted, right? So every yeah. single week, of course, I'm going to be more, so it's, it's activated that. And I think now what's either going to be disastrous or exciting is that whether I like it or not, I'm on a collision course with that yes. need. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And this is going to be, it is going to be exciting um, to, to watch. And I, yeah, I am, I am here to support you. I am rooting for the goodness in you and, <laughs> and also the little, like, you know, the little devious part. Like I like him too. Like I yeah. am, and you don't have to give him up. Like that's, you don't have to give him up. It's, it's all the stuff that's keeping you from getting the things that you actually want. Like if the, the whole artist shtick about pain and everything's like, that yeah. is like everything you want in life. But if that is keeping you from having the kind of relationships and the connection and the intimacy, if that is keeping you isolated, then like that on its own is not enough to sustain your life. And you're going to have to do something different. No. And, and, and that's, you know, I just had an internal conversation with the control room the other day where it's like, <laughs> you don't have to give that. It's never going to, th- those painful things, uh, Kurt Cobain, those are, those are not going to go away. You're not going to start writing love songs. Like those are going to be there forever. That's not, that's not like window dressing. That's you. And you can, and it was like this negotiation. What's really funny is I will have days where I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to find a coach. I'm going to find a therapist. We're going to fucking do this. And I'm like, wow, this tomato tastes so awesome. And like the sun's out and I'm going to work out for an extra half hour today and whatever. The next day is like, uh, uh-uh, bro, no, 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 no. Get back in your fucking, you know, put on your top hat and start making potions. Let's go. Like, it's like, you know, it's, it's definitely Jekyll and Hyde shit. So, but I notice it. Yeah. Well, and awareness is, is a great first step. That is That's part of it. I would say it's half of it, but it is part of it. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I think noticing those moments when the tomato tastes good and when you feel happy and whatever, it's like those knowing that those parts are fleeting and that they are not at this moment, they are not winning the war over the other ones. 
And so in those moments, when you have that like pluck and you have that moment of clarity, that's when I would challenge you to actually take an action and not, not wait, because it's, it's the, that you're going to need to move forward at a faster pace in those shorter windows, because that's the only chance you're going to have of like catching up to the other thing, you know, because you have that day and you're feeling positive and you're like, yes, tomorrow I'm going to do it. And then tomorrow we're back to like the dark guy. So, it, you know, it's like, you have to kind of act <laughs> while you're in that zone for the most part. Um, because, it, because it is something that has to be cultivated, right? It's like that native American parable about the wolves. It's like, whichever one you feed is the one that's going to win. And so you have yeah. to feed the other one actively because it's not the strongest one. So you have to build that muscle. You have to invest in things that are going to nourish and make that part stronger. And one day you'll be like, oh yeah, it feels like more of a fair fight. It doesn't feel like such a joke. It doesn't feel like that's the part that gets shut down, like super easy. Yeah, it would be nice to be a little more balanced, <laughs> but yeah. like yeah. what when dark guys asleep and yeah. like little like Mr. Light is like, come on, it's, now's our chance. Just call someone and get me out of here. Right. Whatever. Then he wakes up and it's like, but I'm not lying to you. Like it's, it is really fucking funny. And I'm not kidding. It was like a Jim Carrey moment sort of arguing with myself in the windows of these shops, but it is extremely uncomfortable. I mean, it, like physically in my, I'm like, what? It's not anxiety. It just feels like I'm being strength. It feels like I'm losing air. I'm like, I feel like if, if I were to keep, I was very, very close to taking that course and doing that retreat or whatever it was that she was yeah. offering. And it was very, very close, really closer than I want to even admit. Right. But I, I was right there. I was almost yeah. pushed the button and I've never been more uncomfortable, arguably in my entire life, yeah. because I just thought that would be the death of whatever made me interesting yeah. and it wouldn't allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, but then I, and then I had to call her and tell her no. And that was, that was, you know, that she's great. She's yeah. great. She was like, okay, you know, all right. Yeah, um, that's fine. Especially anyone who is working entirely in integrity. Like if you, if you felt a connection to that person's work, whenever you decide that you are ready, they will still be a, willing to work with you and, Which and is, if, yeah yeah and if that's not quite the right fit then it's like you will feel like you're going to be like okay I recognize this feeling from before but I'm really dedicated to like taking a step forward this time and so and so the next person who comes around that kind of speaks to you or the next thing that you find you'll be like okay I know that this feeling happens and that it sucks but it also doesn't kill me and so I'm going to go ahead and like get a little bit more uncomfortable because you even said that you're like into being uncomfortable. So like what would happen yeah. if you took one for like the good team though, like be uncomfortable <laughs> for the good team. <laughs> it will not, not be uncomfortable, but you will be like staying the same is now more uncomfortable than the discomfort of moving forward into something new. Like yeah. there will come that rub. And, and I feel like you're approaching that. That's what most of this conversation has been. It's like, you've been feeling this, pressure and this tension and all these things. And you, you know, this like side of you that feels like you have, you know, something to say and something to contribute and something to do in the world. Like that part of you is going to win out. Like, I feel like that's my sense. That's my felt sense. And so it's all just, <laughs> it's all just in the timing. It's all about your timing and no one will know that, but you, and that's the part is like, I think when it's hard, people want to be told what to do because it's really hard, but part of the sustainability of 
healing and evolving and moving forward is taking back that, that sovereignty, that like sense of autonomy. Like I decide, like I, this is what I want. And I decide that even though this is uncomfortable, the ramifications of not choosing this are going to be so much more disastrous. And like, I, this is, this is my choice. I have to do this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the clown's out of the box. I yeah. mean, there's not, I've seen it. it. Back in. Jack's no, no, no. Back in. So you no, no, no. I have had an altercation with the Bigfoot in the woods. Like it's real. It's there. I've seen it. So now what are we going to do with it? And like, it's coming. This is definitely, yeah. you're right. It's a fucking collision course at play right now. Yeah. So, so I'll just be I'm everybody. Sure watch you. I will send you book recommendations. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, I, happy to send you coach and therapist recommendations. Maybe you can pull one from my pot, whatever, whatever. Yeah. We'll just, I'm here to support you. <laughs> I need a team of people for this. Okay. Team I need a fucking team. Um, if you need to practice, I, my husband and I have been together long enough that I can offer up my husband for a model of male friendship. He also likes to occasionally take shots and be devious. So hey, you that's know, cool. he would be fine with that. So we should, we should hang. I know we're close. We should yeah. make that happen in real yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> we will. We were definitely going to figure that make out. Make that happen in real life. And because honestly, it's like being in meaningful, connected relationships. Like it is a fucking practice. Like if you don't have people to practice with, then you don't get any better at it. And it can be helpful to have people who hang out in that zone a lot. <laughs> right. Helpful, you know? Yeah. Thousand yeah. percent. Okay. So this has been somewhat untraditional, but I'm really here for it. And I'm really excited to share it and see what it elicits in other people and their own self-reflection, which is always why we're here. Like, I'm not actually here to deliver answers to people. I'm here to get you to dig deeper into your own thing and figure out what new awarenesses and curiosities and opportunities have become available. So that being said, um, Dustin, is there anything that you would like to say to the audience? Is there anything you would like to leave them with before you go or before you go? Um, yeah, no, listen, you guys should definitely subscribe and um, leave a review <laughs> on Kristen's, on all of the episodes. Uh, you guys are very, very lucky to have a host like Kristen. She's thoughtful but also like fun and not boring and delivering so much value so make sure that you reciprocate that love and value back and um Kristen I want to say thank you for having me on the show I would come back anytime and blow it up anytime you would want love that. would love that. Um, no but it's really truly been an honor and I hope that the audience uh doesn't uh they're probably like what the hell <laughs> You know, honestly, I, I, you know, I don't mind. I feel like this was for somebody, right? Like this is happening for someone. There is someone who is listening or dating someone who is listening, who is in the same place that you are, or who has been where you are, or who wishes they had the courage to be as far as you are. And it's all about just sharing stories and removing the shame and stigma from the messy parts of the process. And you helped us do that today. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> and as much as you struggle with it, I feel that you um, really participated in some great A vulnerability today. So thank you for that. I am honored that you felt that you could do that. And I am grateful that you were willing to come and do that. So I appreciate yeah. you as always. Yeah. A thousand percent. It was my, it was my pleasure being here. <laughs> All right, kids. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for being here and for listening with an open and curious mind. Anne Voskamp says, shame dies when stories are told in safe places. I would be so grateful for your help to expand the safety we're creating here by subscribing, rating, and sharing this show with the folks you love. Let's keep nothing important confidential.